Welcome back to Cinemas, everyone. We are traveling back in time to 1994. This movie is already forgotten. Trapped in Paradise, starring Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and the great Dana Carvey. Let's get to it. So if you hear anything in the background, <laughs> in the surrounding noise, it is because I am going on a run of making cold coffee. Uh, so anyone that, that's new to the podcast, uh, I'm Peter. I'm AKA Pad, Peter A. DeLuca from AKAPad.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, AKA Pad, AKA Pad 13 on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on Etsy slash shop slash AKA Pad. If you wanted to support the efforts here also if you're listening to soundcloud and spotify there's links to go to direct donation buttons okay you we need we need some funding we need your help because you know this stuff takes time it's expensive and i do want to make it a little bit more regular and full time so hey well or i'll, I'll be happy just with a um <laughs> with any income regarding this so i can uh, at least make it part-time i'll be happy with part-time i think i can do a lot of part-time hours 20 hours a week for dream warriors holy crap uh we we, we would just take it over full-time would not even be fair for the rest of the uh, podcasting field but yeah so uh, i'm making coffee uh, I go on runs of making huge batches of coffee, and I do all these different flavors. I do like pre-refrigerated bullet coffee uh, that actually uh, I think holds up better than when you make bullet coffee fresh. And then I'll do like a couple flavors, and then I'll do one pitcher of just straight black cold coffee. And and this is because I, I don't I'm not always in flavor. Like I don't always have the taste for hot coffee. So a lot of times I like. I do love cold coffee, <laughs> so that that's what you're hearing. And why? Where it's like Pete, you 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 have to stop recording. Uh, you know, you you can't just have these things in in the background. No, 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 no. The Dream Warrior Studio is twenty four seven. There's things in the background sometimes. Sometimes there's even Dallas. Uh, Dallas is my cat. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Diamond Dallas Cat. He's named after Diamond Dallas Page, the great wrestler. Not not the uh, football team, but also a side naming after, or <laughs> it would be uh, Dallas from the movie Alien, the Ridley Scott masterpiece. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking Trapped in Paradise, and and we're talking Christmas, and we're we're getting into like all of these things. Uh, this movie, uh, I remember kind of uh, maybe being younger and and grouping this movie together with uh, Quick Change and Scrooge. Even though Quick Change is, uh, that's a Bill Murray movie starring Randy Quaid also and Gina Davis. Uh, that movie hits it out of the park. But it's just a, a time where like all these things, all these movies were just maybe on uh, cable at the uh, same time. And it just, this flick is, you know, written, directed, I believe also produced by uh, George Gallo. George Gallo has been in the comedy game for a long time and he's actually made uh some of the the i would say maybe the best uh buddy comedy ever and that would be midnight run uh that was made in 1988 <laughs> you should check it out he also wrote this movie called wise guys with uh joe piscopo and 
who who wait it's it's Daniel DeVito and Joe Piscopo and I vaguely remember this movie but it's directed by Brian De Palma and Brian De Palma comes up a lot in our discussions uh if, if you're not familiar with De Palma he's best known for Scarface he's directed the first Mission Impossible to me he is a um you know like almost like a like a nuanced slasher filmmaker that was able to break into the mainstream and do mainstream movies like casualties of war but to me he's he's blowout brian de palma and body double brian de palma two of the best john travolta movies you can ever wish for but so what what makes this movie so special <laughs> why did i choose this movie uh, well amazon prime I, I was scrolling through amazon prime and this is available through my star subscription that I access through Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime, it doesn't aggregate all of your subscriptions, but it's it gets close. Hold up. Uh, <laughs> your, your loving host needs a sip of coffee. Ugh. I also feel like I, <laughs> I have to slow down a little. Uh, but this movie... Uh, kind of brought back uh, a lot of memories and I wanted to almost like verify if uh, like my memory of the movie was correct and I I have to say when it comes to the trio Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey these three guys work so well together that is what I remembered in this movie. I remember the three of them kind of being at each other's throats. Very similar to the family in Goonies. And it, it delivered. And I would almost say this might be Dana Carvey's best performance. Because he actually has an arc. Uh, his facial expressions. Um, the way his character is changing as the movie's marching on. Because he's a kleptomaniac is masterful john lovitz uh again like through his tone and performance transforms nicholas cage who's our star uh you know he's he's our rock hudson he he so he just gets a girl at the end he's changed so nicholas cage has less of a clear uh arc uh, but that's also because he's he's the he's kind of like the plastic he's the marquee guy so he, his character is not going to, you know, really have like the, the the peaks and valleys as some of the other characters, especially his brothers. And we should kind of touch the plot, right? Don't you agree? We should kind of get into the plot of this movie, because that's 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 what we do here on Dream Warriors. We 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 discuss plot. <laughs> okay, so the plot is uh, a little bit. Uh, it's 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 a tad confusing because John Lovitz and Dana Carvey and Nicolas Cage are brothers. Now, one of them is straight and narrow, and that's Nicolas Cage. The two get released uh, early from prison because of overcrowding and, and like good behavior. So we we get introduced to Nicolas Cage, boom, like straight and narrow. Then we jump to a parole hearing. And we see the, these two guys trying to con the parole board. And, you know, again, we're character building. 
And then somewhere along the line, Nicolas Cage gets inspired to rob this bank. And and this is where it becomes, you know, like comedy ensues when idiots try and rob a bank. So Dana Carvey is this kleptomaniac. John Lovitz is a liar. And Nicolas Cage is, like, you would almost say he's like the mastermind. But he's not very good at it. So they take this money from the bank. And now through the warmth of this family who they stole the money from who owned the bank uh they find out that uh, this money is just going to destroy the town it's going to destroy the bank it's going to destroy the family because things you know things that they assume just are not true like lying for insurance and, and so on and so forth so the movie begins to slow turn when like we have our elliot ness character the FBI hunting for Nicolas Cage, piecing it together, and then through this cat and mouse chase, we we have nuance and character and discovery of oneself. And Nicolas Cage completely turns the corner and falls in love, while you know Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, his other brothers, go back home, new people, and that's that, that's trapped in paradise. Okay, so we have this. We, we have a meme. We, we, we have a living meme. And I would say... <laughs> and it's Nicolas Cage's performance in this. And how forgotten it is. Uh, he, his mannerisms. And, and the way how he puts himself out in front of the camera. Has become a... Uh, it's, it's become a meme for millennials and hipsters. And the the idea that Nicolas Cage overacts and acts a certain way and freaks out is is an internet thing, which I don't agree with because I don't think it's fair. Uh, I try I try not to use memes because I think they're too abstract and they are I think they're mean sometimes, <laughs> and I much rather use words. Okay, I'm sorry. I much rather use words. Uh, when I'm discussing, even if I'm going back and forth on Twitter, I much rather use words. I think people that use memes are just they're hiding behind something, and someone else is saying, uh, someone else is saying something for you. Like you're you're not being very vocal on it, nor are you being very good at being vocal on it. <laughs> That's my stance on memes, and but the performance of Nicolas Cage in this movie. It's of a maniac. It's of a, it's but it's glorious and it's it's so well uh, targeted and directed. Uh, Gallo really knew what he had on his hands when Nicolas Cage just started laying loose, and we get these freakout moments by Cage, but they're honest and they're truthful because the character itself is is frustrated and angry. And even going through these these emotions, and, and he's a little bit sad on the inside. I just really connected to that. I thought, I thought his, and maybe it's it's a little bit because <laughs> I struggle so hard to maintain all my content streams, while I endlessly have people who uh, offer their services to me. Not services. Uh, they 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 want to do things. I tell you know I give them things to do. And they they work for like two weeks and and that's it, and that's the story of my life. But uh, <laughs> so his frustration really kind of came through. But it's it, it's it was particularly um, interesting 
because I, I, I the range of Nicolas Cage as an actor, uh, it's it's like Ryan Gosling can't hit the range of, of Nicolas Cage. Uh, you know, like George Clooney can't, Brad Pitt can't. Like these people who who try drama and comedy, like uh, many of them f- completely fail. And I would say like Nicolas Cage could do comedy, uh, especially at this like juncture in his career, as well as Jim Carrey. And for him to go and win the Oscar for leaving Las Vegas and to continue to to strive forward and to you know like be in movies and be a part of Hollywood, it's it's a hell of a career, and he has nothing but my adulation and and love and look look props he's he's a comic book guy so Dream Warriors we particularly do shout outs for comic book guys, and so. I wanted to research this. I really didn't have too much time to, to look it up, but I remember Dana Carvey. Uh, Dana Carvey's famous for his bit on maybe the last golden age of of SNL. Like, I'm sorry, Will Farrell phase. <laughs> but in the 80s, uh, Dana Carvey was Saturday Night Live. He's this impressionist. John Lovis was a part of that, that crew, which is probably why they have chemistry together. Uh, you know, and that's a little depressing because it shows you how far SNL has fallen. You know, SNL, who's not, it's not focused on comedy now. It's focused on political commentary and, you know, preaching from a high horse. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have funny mo- moments. I'm sure it does. But the overall attitude and air of the show is just something I, I don't really want to be a part of. I don't want to be, like, sunken into and you know, like, it, and it it sucks because I'm sure there's a, a heck of a lot of talented people involved with SNL, but Dana Carvey and John Lovitz were a part of this powerhouse, like mid '80s to nine, you know, like maybe like '84 to 1990, like a six-year powerhouse. And Dana Carvey was the star. He's the one that created the characters. Uh, Church Lady, complete. Bra- if if things were a little bit more streamlined, a church lady would have had her own movie series, period. But I remember him getting sick, and he, he disappeared. And he had some great stand-ups, uh, might have been HBO, I don't think they were Showtime. But to in my eyes, Jim Carrey uh, like paled next to Dana Carvey. I'm sorry, I, I, <laughs> I was trying to get to that point. Hopefully, I wasn't addressing Dana Carvey as Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my, I suck. But yeah, but Dana Carvey was the talent in American comedy, and and this is just me as 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 a young kid, you know, laying it all in, and and he disappeared, and and everything became Jim Carrey. But Dana Carvey, in my eyes, always got a raw deal. Now, in in hindsight. I think the Jim Carrey comedy holds up so much more today than Dana Carvey because Dana Carvey's just making like silly faces. But I feel like Carrey needed a template and, and he was able to build off of Carvey. And Jim Carrey just went harder into the paint with his characters and his portrayals than Dana Carvey. But Dana Carvey is nothing but masterful amazing in this movie he's insanely funny and his characters i love kleptomaniac characters 
and John Lovitz is basically playing John Lovitz as he did on SNL, as he did in Big, which is one of my my favorite cameos uh, in that movie. Uh, next to John Hurt, <laughs> but he's he's a guy that works next to Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks get, gets hired. You know he's it's you know Tom Hanks starts working and and John Lovitz interrupts Tom Hanks in big and says, uh, "Hey, slow down!" And he literally did like one like five seconds worth of work. But John Lovitz again, amazing. So we we have Gallo right? We we have George Gallo now. George Gallo. Other than Wise Guys, he he wrote Wise Guys, directed by Brian De Palma. But he's he's known for some movies. Twenty Ninth Street with De, uh, De, uh, Danny Aiello. This is a great movie. Codenamed The Cleaner with Cedric the Entertainer, uh, two thousand and seven. I never seen it, but uh, <laughs> it. This this might predate some of these spy comedies that uh, kind of took over Hollywood for for a while. I think the movie it definitely predates Spy with um what's her name the uh the the girl from Ghostbusters. And then we have Middlemen, which is a hell of a movie that I that I wholly wholeheartedly enjoyed, with, starring Luke Wilson. Giovanni Ribisi uh, again two fantastic character actors Giovanni Ribisi is our times great character actor uh, great actor period I don't think there's few that are even close to him Philip Seymour Hoffman was but it's still uh, you know he's no longer with us but it's it's hands down Giovanni Ribisi but this movie is about the men who uh, introduced uh, the payment processing uh, you know that could be done anonymously. That took over the porn industry, and uh, you know, like and commerce and all, like the encryption and stuff. And, the, <laughs> and and it's a it's a Hollywood movie. Middleman and Social Network is a great one-two combo if you really want to see how some of the uh, world was was built. And then then we have Double Take, uh, and this is it's Orlando Jones and Eddie Griffith, two actors that are. Like, no longer, like, you know, actor-comedians that are gone. And Orlando Jones is one funny dude, and he never got a fail, fair shake. Eddie, Griff, Eddie Griffin did a little bit more, but this movie, it's a 2001 movie. George Gallo wrote and directed it. I think this is, a, it's a relic of two amazingly talented men that you know Hollywood kind of like forgot and uh, I might want to do something on double take uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing a deep dive on, on George Gallo because I think pound for pound he, he's he's a hell of a comedy writer director like he really understands uh, the people he's, he's he's working with and 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 I do have to revisit wise guys but look you know I <laughs> it's it's gonna be time for me to go and why? Because I'm so freaking busy. I've been so focused on my comic book these last couple of days. And I completely closed, uh, deleted all my items on my eBay shop to get uh, better sales. So I'm redoing my eBay. My comic book, hopefully my, uh, my comic crowdfunding will be available by the beginning of the year. And I'm talking nearly, maybe the entire thing will be, uh, not complete, but the artwork will be wrapped. 
So by you know through the course of the campaign, I can actually uh, finish the book. But that's been my huge focus. Uh, this is a project that's been going on since 1997. It's been hard course since like late late um, 2017, like 20 years later. So I've been working on this thing steadily for a solid year, I would say. And uh, again, insanely excited. And I, I had to bang off some rust, like the, the drawing rust. But yeah, look, everyone. Uh, it's Christmas. I, I would appreciate it if you, you know, took time to, uh, you know, like love your friends and love your family and and say it. Though, like, don't don't just say it with presents. Uh, the words themselves have impact. And for all of you who are listening this time of year, thank you so much for joining me uh, on the, on the Stream Warriors journey. Thank you for participating in social media on all accounts and any contributor. I know some of you listen regularly, but thank you. Thank you for just um, just being like on the team. You know, some of you, some of you guys bench yourselves, but thank you for just even being there. I it means a lot to me. But hey, I have to go. Merry Christmas, <laughs> rock and roll, and until next time.